Welcome to the How Fitting Podcast, where you'll hear from independent fashion designers and entrepreneurs about how they grow their business, making clothes that fit their customer and values. I'm your host, Allison Haynes. Today, I'm joined by Olivia Mason of Ollie Designs. Welcome to the show, Olivia. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah. For those listening who are meeting you for the first time, could you share a little bit about who you are and what you do? Sure. Um, where do I start? <laughs> yeah, so I, ironically now, looking back, um, was set to try launching a brand um, in 2019. And like 2020 was kind of when I started developing. And so um, I've kind of attempted and launched a brand through COVID, which was... Um, an adventure to say the least I'm sure um, <laughs> looking back I'm like did I do that again I'm not so sure um so anyway I'm um, inspired by um obviously fashionable silhouettes I think I have a bit of like a vintage inspiration going on because I'm a kind of historic nerd <laughs> um but then in terms of combining that with um, all of the new technical innovations as far as fabric goes um, to make things just more wearable. Um, I found like that was something I personally thought was miss- missing in my wardrobe in my life. Um, I was like, I want to be cute and comfortable and stylish and not worry about ruining super nice clothes that are, you know, are going to show sweat, are going to wrinkle all the time. Um, It was something Mm -hmm. I was always just super busy and juggling all different things in life. And um, I found that to be really annoying. (laughs) So um, my line was inspired um, kind of to fill that niche of um, stylish, fun clothing that still, you know, was going to have some stretch properties and um was packable that um again would last was made in the USA was really important to me kind of all those things were um what got my brain going (laughs) nice yeah so do you have do you have a background in the fashion industry or what what like what brought you to start your brand (laughs) So yeah, it's a little bit of a long story. So um, I was always geared towards like ballet. That was my whole life for a very long time. Um, my, I will say I was always surrounded by like really well-dressed women. <laughs> my, um, my mom, so she was, is very stylish. My grandmother was involved and I believe my great-grandmother as well. So like, I think I subconsciously like didn't realize I was surrounded by all these like super fashionable women Mm -hmm. um so I definitely I always loved it um I learned to sew at a young age from my mom and then um like I mentioned I love um historic um like costuming so that's honestly how I first started getting into sewing and kind of learning about all of that at a fairly young age. Um, I did costume design for musical theater when I was in high school. Um, And then I applied to like design schools and ballet schools when I was ready to go to college. And when it came down to it, it was like, well, you might as well dance when you're young. And I figured I'd go back and do the design thing later. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was that um I always kind of did side projects until um I started my own leotard line my junior year of college just was kind of a side project and that ended up being really fun so um that was all I did everything myself I you know made the patterns I made everything they were custom so people could like pick out their fabrics and their sizing and things and um so that's kind of how I started with that um the dancing thing kept going um I danced for a little bit out of college and then got injured at a really bad time and um just kind of was sitting there like what do I do now (laughs) um and so I ended up going back and I got um, an associate's degree in fashion design 
Um, so yeah, so that was kind of my very first official um, foray into that. And honestly, that is what got me inspired to create my line because to be perfectly honest, I'm, even though I love fashion, I never really saw myself as being interested in the fashion industry. It was always a lot more about like costuming for me or custom. I've gotten into some, you know, I do bridal for my friends now and things like that. Um, so kind of during my time there, um, you know, we created a full a line that took um, a whole year and kind of learned about all the different processes, you know, went on a trip to LA and um, for fabric buying. And it was kind of during that time that I was like, oh, I'm actually really passionate about this niche I'm trying to fill, which was the same one I described to you earlier. Um, mm -hmm. And so kind of like when my collection was going down the runway, the responses I got from it were um, super, super positive. Um, and all of a sudden I was kind of like, oh, like maybe I should try, um, you know, to get this made, um, to sell this. It felt like a lot of people were um, interested or had kind of liked minds and liked what I was doing. So um, that's kind of what started that. And um, so, yeah, I picked a few pieces from that original collection um, and then, you know, have, I offer them in some different colors and things like that. Um, and at the time, you know, I was like, this is great. Like, why not go all in? I'm <laughs> young and don't have a family and like, I might as well go for it now. <laughs> <laughs> um and then not knowing what was around the corner which was 2020 <laughs> mm -hmm. hindsight's 2020 um, <laughs> yeah well I think it's so cool how you like always have had an interest in the arts and fashion and dance um and I'm curious how being a dancer has influenced the way you see fashion and like being involved on more of the costume side of yeah. things you know even making leotards like starting from that perspective and viewpoint on fashion design then moving into you know getting your associate's degree and then starting your brand which is more ready to wear not dance wear mm -hmm. um how is how is being a dancer influenced the way that you see fashion? Um, I mean, I think it's huge. <laughs> mm -hmm. I think it's also influences like the way I work as well. Um, I think for me, like both with more ready to wear fashion and costume design, having the dancer background is like, I can't think of anything without thinking of functionality first. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. in terms of like having, you know, been costumed myself or tried on lots of cute clothes and then you're like, man, I can't actually do anything physical while wearing this. I mm -hmm. feel like that um, really is fundamental and one of the first things and I mean every once in a while I'm like man am I hampered by this almost a little because sometimes you know you'll see other people's sketches or cool designs I'm like man that's so cool I never would have thought of it but then at the same time I'm like you can't walk in that so mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know why I'm jealous um so kind of I think from that um perspective I really want things yeah to be functional to be comfortable while also, you know, still being fun to wear, still being different, still being stylish. Um, I will say the one, not like super challenge, but just interesting thing I noticed in the fitting process for my line is, you know, when you realize that everything I've done up until this point really is so custom um, mm -hmm. as far as sizing and I'm, I think because you spend so much time, you know, with people in leotards and around different body types. Um, I'm also, I think, hyper aware of different body types and mm -hmm. like physicalities and kind of, you know, short torso, long torso, like how those things affect 
what you wear. Um, mm-hmm. So I did have to kind of restrain myself a little when, you know, you're looking at different sample sizes, you know, I, my inclination was like, oh, I'm going to fit this perfectly to like the specific fit model I have right now. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, you have to pull back and be like, no, this is a totally different animal like you need to um you know make decisions that are you know decide who you're trying to fit or what kind of what you're going for and that definitely threw me for a loop because it's hard on my end not to want to make it fit every person and Mm -hmm. obviously that's just not um what happens most commonly in the world right now is standardized sizing so um I do think that it definitely just like brought awareness to it and was was a good challenge (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but yeah and then I mean I think I hope I design flattering things I think also you know when you wear leotards you just don't want to wear unflattering things Mm -hmm. and you realize how um important it is whether it's self-confidence or um just anything I mean doesn't everyone want to look good and feel good so um mm-hmm. I feel like I also really try to um bring that with um my designs and I can totally see that like that was one thing <laughs> that I noticed with your designs I'm like you understand body proportions and you understand mm-hmm. fit and movement like I can mm-hmm. see that in your designs, which I totally love because I'm also like, a nerd <laughs> about fitting. And, you know, as a pattern maker, like I always like to just get a perfect fit. Yeah. And I think one of the keys to good fit that many people overlook, especially if you come from more, you know, a maybe traditional design background is designing for movement. Like it, mm-hmm. it's, unless you really think about that, like, it's so important, you know, designing, like, everyone's had the jacket or coat where, like, you can't hug someone or, like, drive right. because, like, you can't move your arms forward, like, to take right. your shoulders, and it's, and that's frustrating, and it's, it's, you just don't feel right when you're always, like, tugging and pulling at your clothes because they just aren't working with what you're doing throughout your day, so that's yeah. something I always think about is, like, designing for movement, like, and why I always say like fit on a real body, not just on a dress mm-hmm. form, because the dress mm-hmm. form can't like tell you those things. Um, yes. So yeah, it's it's something that I see. It's like a huge key to good fit. It's like designing for movement. And you obviously like understand that as a dancer of like, you have to be able to move in your clothes and like, you know, <laughs> yeah. you, you understand how the body moves. Um, and yeah, it's apparent in, in your designs. Um, do you think about specifically like designing for movement or is that just come from like a, your whole background of like, it has to be functional? Um, I think the latter, um, just like, that's what I would want to wear. Um, I mean, while I guess, so a couple things, the, so like my little, the Dorothy dress, which is like my skater dress with the attached shorts, like that was something that I literally was just like, why does this not exist? Of course now they're everywhere, but um, <laughs> that really drove me crazy. Um, I love swing dancing and um, me too. Like- <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I always wear shorts under my dresses because I swing exactly, dance. Exactly, <laughs> but yeah. it's like such a pain and they don't fit and they don't stay over your butt. And I mean, it's just, Mm -hmm. that so for that specific dress that was like a specific thing that I just thought I want to fix this Mm -hmm. (laughs) um yeah I mean I think when so when I was getting my fashion degree um I was working um as a legal secretary and then I was also dancing um I've danced with like a small company here and things so like I get and that's my whole life it's always a million thousand things and I love it (laughs) but um like you're always running and you're always sweaty and like I want to look nice and so I think that um since that was happening while I was in school and designing coming up to the time I was designing this collection that was a huge thing of like 
workwear that still looked professional but Mm -hmm. was comfortable because again I it was just so frustrating (laughs) Mm -hmm. like you don't want to put on pants that don't have stretch or a dress that like you're gonna sweat through or Mm -hmm. something like that when you're juggling different things and especially you know at the moment we might still have less people in offices but I think people are you know doing more varied things throughout their day so like yeah no matter what it is that you want to throw on they're like you know I traditionally I hate blazers they never fit me Mm -hmm. (laughs) um I have a really short torso and like really big shoulders and long arms and I just I hate them (laughs) yeah and so that was similar body shape to you they're just they're um and they're so cute. Like, I love them on everyone else except mm-hmm. myself. So that was, again, like, number one, one of the things I have a blazer in my line where, um, you know, it's light, it's not lined, there's stretch. Um, it, you can kind of add it to any outfit and it adds a level of um, professionalism, but you, you just always feel good. Um, and I think fabric, again, is another super, super important component and um the Ponte Doroma that I use for in the majority of this line I mean like everyone who touches it just goes oh it's like yeah like that's how you should feel mm-hmm. when you're wearing clothes and um you know it's I think it's a lot more than you know obviously there's so much athleisure out there and I think this it gives you you know, it's still going to hide what you want to hide, <laughs> mm-hmm. but, and hold you in place and feel good, but it's um, buttery soft. And um, yeah, it just, it feels good on. So I like to wear work pants that, you know, feel just about as good as leggings, but you don't look like you're wearing leggings. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's a, a common desire lately. So, um, yeah. <laughs> and I totally agree. Like, even though people aren't working from the office as much now post-COVID, I I almost feel like it's, the need is greater now than beforehand, because now instead of like going to the office all day, come home where you can change, now it's like, okay, I need to be on a conference, video conference call, and then Mm -hmm. I need to run to the grocery store and then pick up the kids or, you know, whatever it is, like you, you don't have that like hard break from like work time leisure right. time to like change clothes you kind of need an outfit that like does it all right throughout the day and yeah that's really I think where yeah it was geared to like I think somewhere on my website you know it says like mm-hmm. for one minute I go to like who want to do like do whatever you want to do pack it all in but like you should still be able to like feel great and feel happy about your clothes and you know have conversation points about it because mm-hmm. it you know Nothing makes me happier when someone puts something on. They're like, oh my gosh, I feel so good. I can't wait to, you know, go on a date in this outfit or go do this. So I want to go do this thing just to wear my outfit. I'm like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I, that feels really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it totally is. Yeah. So what, when you were designing this line, um, what were the must-haves, like, that you're like, I'm not going to compromise these these pieces have to do xyz like what were those things um I think obviously going back to be functional Mm -hmm. (laughs) um I really wanted something that wouldn't show sweat Mm -hmm. or at least wouldn't proclaim that you have Mm -hmm. sweat um I guess be stylish and like be fun um mm-hmm. and different because that's honestly one of the biggest reasons kind of leading up to this that I never really was interested in being in the fashion industry was I was just like what on earth can I possibly offer <laughs> or do differently when there's you know so many designers so many brands so many like no matter how much I love clothes I don't I didn't feel like I could offer anything different or that Mm. people would care about enough to be different um so I feel like once I did start you know sketching and creating and getting um people's feedback um 
that really helped me feel I guess assured that I had something original enough to feel like I was contributing um you know something new and that was needed um because in general I'm like a very efficient person and I value efficiency (laughs) and for me I'm like why am I going to spend all this time if someone else is doing the same thing Mm -hmm. so um so yeah I think having for sure um being assured that I could bring something original was really um important to me um yeah Yeah. probably those things (laughs) oh and being made in the U.S was also oh, nice super important <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so I think it's interesting how you said like oh I I don't want to design like it needs to be original and why like why like what do I have to bring to the fashion world um and I think that that might be a struggle that's not often talked about but I'm I bet there are more designers who feel that way than is like a, a publicly apparent I guess um, yeah where, I would hope so because I was sure like man do I, am I the only one? <laughs> yeah and and I feel that I mean I don't have my own apparel line but I I've even felt that way a little bit in my business or like in my writing or like before I started this podcast it was like do like what am I really bringing like am I just mm-hmm. contributing to the noise or am I actually adding some value to something right um so how did you overcome that and and decide well decide one what is the unique thing because because not only is it kind of a discussion like mindset wise like your own confidence in what you're doing but it's also I think maybe helps you define like what is your unique positioning for your business like who is your customer ideal customer Mm -hmm. and like it's almost like defining the marketing and positioning for your brand too of what is the unique aspect that makes your brand different than others so like what was that process kind of like working through that and deciding what your unique thing that you were bringing to the world was um so I mean kind of like I mentioned earlier I honestly think a big portion of it was outside feedback um Mm -hmm. because again I think and we all learned this through COVID when Mm -hmm. you're alone in your head um, Mm -hmm. you know it's very easy to be like well I mean sure I like what I'm doing but how do you know that anyone else will or they'd be like oh like yeah that's nice like that's Mm -hmm. great but I don't feel the need to wear it Mm -hmm. um so Um, I think it was a lot of outside feedback, whether it was like, um, you know, models trying it on for photo shoots who like hadn't seen things before was probably some of the first lines where they're like, oh my gosh, like I've always wanted this. Like I've never been able to find pants that fit me without being hemmed. Like they were long Mm -hmm. enough. Um, And so kind of things like that were kind of like little sparks um, of inspiration. And then even just being in, so the class that like, guided me through this collection designing process in school, um, there, I'm trying to, can't quite remember the number, but you know, if you think there were like 12 to 15, like other young designers in a room and we would mm-hmm. all, again, just having feedback um, on samples or fabric or design, that was kind of another element um, Mm -hmm. where I think I started off as like, okay, like I'm going to do this thing. I'm like, sure, I think it's pretty cool. (laughs) But um, then again, other people's reaction being like, oh my gosh, like that fit is so great. Or I've always wanted something like that or um, reactions like that. And then kind of the thing that clinched the deal was um the fashion show and there is just something again things I never would have thought about mm-hmm. but um there's something about seeing it like all together as a collection and 
the general response and messages um, I got, um, things like that. So I'm not going to lie that it definitely was more of an outside influence versus me <laughs> coming to that conclusion on my own. Um, yeah, and I think yeah, I think is. it's a yeah, it's just it's a validation mm-hmm. thing. Um, so I think that is where that came from, and just kind of being like well I'm gonna explore something different um and then I mean I will say kind of in the background of all this for some I guess perspective um my family has owned their own business my entire life so I definitely Mm -hmm. will say that like the whole entrepreneurial (laughs) spirit idea thing whatever you want to call it has definitely always been there Mm -hmm. um and anytime I have anything, you know, a new thought, a new idea. I do a new project. And my dad's like, oh, like if you did it this way, like you can turn it into a business. So um, (laughs) I will say that that kind of has always been there. And I have super amazing and supportive parents who um, were gung-ho with me on this. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, my dad's kind of like my business advisor, which is because honestly, I'm not sure I would have, if I had like no (laughs) <laughs> help at all know anything I'm not so sure but um you know he helps advise on my bookkeeping and like all that stuff that people mm-hmm. don't like thinking about so um it's very helpful yeah yeah that's so nice to have is those people around you and the feedback yeah. I mean that's another I mean I I feel like we have a lot in common in terms of like how <laughs> we operate um because I'm the same way and and I always advise to my clients, like the brands that I'm working with, is like get the feedback from real people too, you mm-hmm. know, um, because it helps you understand, like, even if you think, oh, I know what's unique and special about this product, then you mm-hmm. may hear somebody else make a comment of like, oh yeah, I love how whatever. And, and you're like, oh, I never thought about that, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so like, you can hear from the other words and then it gives you more factual data of like okay this isn't just a feeling that I have and like like I actually have feedback and data behind yes it is good so then like my decision doesn't have to just be based on like you know my what's stuck in my own head you know it kind of gets you out in the world to really test the validity of the idea or the design so I love that that um worked into your process in multiple ways and then that you also have, you know, people around you that help on the more business side. Cause yeah, a lot of designers are like, oh my gosh, I don't want to do a number or spreadsheets or like, <laughs> yeah, that's too much. Yeah. Um, I mean, I do, I do love a good spreadsheet, but all mm-hmm. of, you know, I don't know, sales tax and things. Yeah. And, uh, all of it. Um, yeah. So he, he's great <laughs> mm-hmm. on that end. So, yeah. Yeah. So how do you balance running a business? You have your dancing, you have, you know, your other job that you mentioned and your graduate, you graduated school, right? Already? Yes. In uh, 2019. I okay. Yeah. So, but you have like so many things going on. How do you, <laughs> I feel like each of them could be a full-time job. So how do you balance? Yeah, that? I get that question all the time. <laughs> um, it's hard because like I said, I think it's one of those things where I've always been this busy, crazy, whatever adjective you want to use. <laughs> um, so it definitely, I mean, I think it fuels me to remain this busy. I mean, you could ar- also argue, you know, sure, every once in a while, I'm like, I want to relax on a weekend. <laughs> and I actually was just able to do that. So it's lovely. Um nice. But yeah, I mean, for me, I feel like I kind of am getting a good balance. And I mean, I always say this, I'm like, it's going to be less crazy soon. (laughs) (laughs) Don't we all, Like in a few Uh, weeks, I'll be less busy. Yeah, it's going to be great. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I think it's, it's organization. I love all the things that I do, which I think you know, is a big part of it. Um, I honestly 
probably should <laughs> be doing more with my line that I am currently doing. I feel like there was, again, kind of just these different pockets of time through COVID where mm-hmm. it was just like, what? Nothing's happening. <laughs> what am I doing? Um, so that's definitely been um, hard. Um, you know, trying to break into different markets, things like that. So um, I have a new style I'm adding to the line that should be coming out any week (laughs) soon. Probably by the time um, this episode airs, it might be there. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. So that I'm really excited about and everyone's been really excited about for a long time. It's on my website. And of course, it was one of those things where it was like, I did a sample now probably at least two years ago and we I threw it in a photo shoot with some other things just to have content and Mm -hmm. everyone wanted that dress and not all the other things that were already in production and I was like (laughs) oh you're gonna have to wait a little bit but (laughs) I'm very very glad that you love that so um again even from that feedback for example was something that really um like okay I need to make this dress mm-hmm. so um so that's coming out soon and I'm hoping that's gonna um kind of encourage me to refuel re <laughs> um attack that side of things so on the day-to-day I'm not necessary because I'm not actively designing new things for my line at this point in time Um, I do have that one style in production and I have another style, you know, that I send places and have, you know, get feedback and statistics on what it would be to manufacture and things like that. So I kind of have all of, until I decide to do another full collection, I think I'll Mm. be doing these like smaller individual drops Mm -hmm. Um, and with those, like, they're all things that I've done all the patterning for, I've done the fitting for, um, I've done photo shoots for, so I'm kind of, my plan is to kind of keep pulling those out as they line up with the seasons or time, Mm -hmm. um, so it's more of, you know, trying to make myself be better on social media and um, <laughs> meeting people and things like that. Um, and then, yeah, I do have a day job. I'm actually in the process of switching jobs um, this week, actually. Oh, wow. Um, but so, yeah, I've been a uh, costume designer and draper at the University of Utah School of Dance. So uh-huh. um I've done that for three years and that's actually been a good fit because my contract has been during the school year. So I get, Mm -hmm. would get summers off, which was a good kind of balance, you know, to make sure it's like, okay, I do still have income if something goes wrong. um, And then I'm still getting a part of the year to work on whatever I need to work on. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've done that. Um, so yeah doing that and then dance is just what keeps me going like from going Mm -hmm. insane I don't know why (laughs) and then yeah I do um I do costume design for them and I do I do a lot of the freelance costume design is really starting to ramp up I always have a couple projects but um, I have some really exciting premieres coming out with some ballet companies um starting this spring summer so uh, collaborations with them which are just so much fun (laughs) I bet yeah um so yeah I mean again it's a it's a whirlwind but I don't know you make a schedule and it all works and in the end you know I think it's it's pretty rewarding and I don't I think stop to think too much I'd rather not think I'd rather work (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but I think what I do you know I had the realization since I am um taking on a new job and all of a sudden where I'm like wow like I'm doing this you know like Mm -hmm. for real (laughs) like all of the things I love is what is you know it's my livelihood which I I think for such a long time as a lot of artists can commiserate you know you're always gonna do it but it's always a hustle to make Mm -hmm. it happen um so 
yeah, I realized that a couple of weeks ago. Where I was like, wow, this is <laughs> actually what's, um, you know, making my life work. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that yes. is also um, very gratifying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's like such a great feeling to know that like the work that you're doing to like live, you know, (laughs) your life is also the work that you love to do. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So you mentioned that like, and, and I, I really like the, like what you said you're doing where like you designed a big collection and then you released some pieces and then you kind of just have other pieces ready as like the season fits Mm -hmm. which I mean there's a few things in that that I think are interesting one that you kind of batch the work two that you your pieces are timeless enough that they're not you can wait a year or two to release them and they're still just as relevant just as functional um I think that's really cool too it's like the design is not so like trending of the moment that it's going to be out of style in a few months. Like you can kind of take your time and, and get them how you want them and, and mm-hmm. just find the right time to release them, which I think is really cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm actually so happy you said that because, you know, sometimes you forget the things that are important to you when you're talking <laughs> to people you don't know. Um, but I mean, that is something that also is, I should have mentioned when you said what's important to you mm-hmm. is that they're timeless and they can be worn. And, you know, whether you wear it for your whole life or you can wear it your whole life and then pass it on to someone else. Um, mm-hmm. I wear so many of my mother's hand-me-downs. She is oh so stylish and I'm so grateful we can share clothes mm-hmm. um you know and I think again that's something that I think I took for granted and as you know there is so much more awareness around um you know the issues that fast fashion bring and things like that I mean I think it's super important to you know invest in pieces that are timeless and then you can wear for a long time um because you just, you want to find that thing that, you know, is right for you, not to mention um, wastefulness and all that. So um, Mm -hmm. that has been really important to me. And um, yeah, I hope this, this next dress, it's kind of like a really good little black dress that can be dressed up, dressed down. Um, It just feels so good. And it looks so good on everyone, which is you know, what I'm going for. Awesome. So do you, you do the designs, obviously, do you also do like the pattern making and are you involved at all in like the production of the pieces or do you have like other team members or like you contract out for certain parts of it? It's just me. (laughs) Um, so I do, I do all the design. I do all the patterning. Um, I have, I work with a company in Los Angeles, um, that does, and I make all my own samples and things too. Um, but yeah, they do the actual, um, manufacturing, um, yeah. So like the cut and sew, but yeah, Mm -hmm. everything else is just me (laughs) for the time being. Mm -hmm. Um, so hopefully one day it would be great to have a couple other people but but we'll see what happens yeah yeah how did you get connected with your factory in Los Angeles um so that was another thing again I can blame all of this on going to fashion school which <laughs> is a good a good problem to have mm-hmm. um so we went on a like fabric buying kind of field trip to LA because again I mean I guess I should say this I'm located in Salt Lake City yeah (laughs) um, I'm from California but um it's a it's not easy (laughs) to find uh fashion industry things out here so um we went on a trip to um Los Angeles and you know not only bought fabric to my heart's content but um we went on several tours and had meetings at different um types of factories and um like what is the word I'm looking for places that like make 
industry, fashion industry things, um, which is all just really interesting and seeing kind of the different, just different types of places, you know, that things were made at, you know, the more Mm-hmm. like we're just making sweatshirts and yoga pants or um really top to bottom we do everything and I think that was another huge part in making me feel comfortable um about doing this because I had you know been in their building I met one of the co-founders um at the time of the company and it just it made me feel like, you know, you're not just sending something off into space and worrying about working conditions or um, things like that. So the mm-hmm. company I work with is actually one of the ones that I was introduced to on that fabric buying trip. Nice. Um, and so that was, yeah, I reached out to them, you know, probably almost a year later, um, and they luckily enough I sent them pictures of at that time I already had samples made because I had done the collection so I kind of sent them what I had done and what I was interested with in doing and luckily enough they wanted to work with me um and so that gave me kind of peace of mind as far as um choosing who to work with um Mm -hmm. because I think it also is you know in the U.S. it's hard to find low minimums and keep things um affordable because Mm -hmm. it doesn't need to be I don't know I I that kind of bridge price range is something I don't necessarily want to go above unless it's like a capsule collection you know what I mean so Mm -hmm. um being um what in my head is um a decent price was also um important to me so um yeah it all it all worked out and it's it's been a long a long journey through the covid (laughs) i know i think it has been for for all for everybody i mean i can't believe it's been like two years of it's wild i mean you could tell me it's 2020 right now i believe you it's just i know yeah crazy it seems like that uh trip to la though was like a, a really great trip for you and like cool that your school did that um and organized it because yeah that's that's so great to be able to visit the factory and like know what just like meet the people and know what it looks like you know what's um yeah see kind of behind the scenes of where your pieces are made because I will say I mean we went to other ones that I would not have been comfortable having my Mm -hmm. stuff made at like I was like oh no I don't like it here and I'm not comfortable mm-hmm. <laughs> with <laughs> the situation um so it's yeah it's huge yeah so switching gears a little bit like you mentioned like the freelance um like costume design for ballet mm-hmm. and and other types of dance um what is the like is there a difference in how you approach designing for dance versus designing for ready to wear um that's a good question Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> um i mean in the larger sense no i think um I guess the advantage, obviously, when you're doing costume design just is that you can fit specific things to specific people. Mm -hmm. You have that time and that availability. So that is huge. Whereas, um, obviously, you still always want everyone to look their best. But, you know, I can cut a longer torso on something if I need to. Or make sure someone has extra coverage somewhere that they need. Um, So I think with the more ready to wear, it's obviously you're never going to make everyone happy and not every brand is for every person. And that's Mm -hmm. why people choose brands. You know, I think one of my ultimate pet peeves is when people try to make everyone happy because... 
you really you can't not yeah. know that that doesn't work and it's just a waste of time um mm-hmm. so but I think also with that in mind like you just you do have to be aware of like will this silhouette um be accommodating enough mm-hmm. to um a wide range of people you know so I think mm-hmm. that's probably the biggest difference because I can do customizations um so in that way it almost feels like more freedom mm-hmm. <laughs> to mm-hmm. me because you can make those tweaks um when you need to and then um I guess the other thing is kind of like a durability factor um ballet costumes typically get you know they have to look amazing but they go through a lot you know Mm -hmm. they (laughs) always have have to be able to be washed which is believe it or not something that sometimes people are like can't you just spray it and it's fine I'm like do you know how much sweat is happening there Mm -hmm. (laughs) um so I think durability whether it's that or um things like partnering that you have to take into account you know dance is amazingly athletic these Mm -hmm. um but that's something else too that not only does the costume need to withstand um like what the actual person wearing it is doing which are also already probably like olympic feats but (laughs) someone else could be you know Mm-hmm. also throwing them around in the air so um there's just I think there's a lot more types of like wear spots if you will I don't know what to mm-hmm. call that mm-hmm. um what that you just need to be aware of or make sure they're reinforced type of thing whereas obviously you want your clothes to be durable with um a ready-made line but I don't necessarily need to make sure that someone wearing my jumpsuit can like also, I don't know, like climb up on top of a house and I don't even know what to compare it to. <laughs> it's just, I think there's, there's normal wear and tear and mm-hmm. there's, if you almost want to call it um, athletic wear, you know, I mm-hmm. think it's just those, those differences. Um, yeah yeah (laughs) that makes makes a lot of sense and and even thinking about that like you said for ready to wear too of you know reinforcing certain parts of the garment that get more wear to to make it have that kind of timeless longevity that's gonna last a lifetime is yeah thinking about you know I feel like the classic thing is the straps on on something breaking you know Um, right on ready to wear like you have a spaghetti strap dress and the strap breaks Mm -hmm. you know it's like that's a common wear point that has more friction and more more weight or more gravity or like the the physical weight of the garment is hanging on that point and so yeah I can see how all those concerns are exaggerated when you get into dance yeah if you're I mean the easiest way is you just if you're going to call it normal wear and tear so mm-hmm. what do you do in a normal garment? Maybe you're going to sit, maybe you're going to do a calf stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to walk, maybe you're going to dance a little. Uh, you want to reach the highest shelf in your kitchen cabinet, um, carry groceries, whatever, things mm-hmm. like that. But then if you look at your normal wear and tear on something that either an advanced student or professional dancer is wearing, I mean they're astronomically different (laughs) yeah yeah I think it just it just comes down to what you're going to define as regular wear and tear Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and yeah again it's like thinking about the movement thinking about the functionality for the piece Mm -hmm. you're designing so yeah so cool well so I have one more question that I ask everyone at the end of the interview which is if you could communicate one value to the world through the clothes or costumes you design, what would it be? One. (laughs) How do people do this? Um, Sometimes it takes people a minute to think about it. (laughs) 
I mean, again, I'm probably I'm I'm boring in my values because they never <laughs> change. Um, I just think like it shouldn't have to be form over function. Mm. You know, like I as I've gotten older, I think it's something, you know, that like I'm more conscious and aware of when I shop and things like that in terms of like is this something I can literally stand in or can I live my life and do activities in this? So um, mm-hmm. I, and then obviously, I mean, I love fashion. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's um, it's pretty. And when it comes down to some, every once in a while, I don't know, I've said to people like, I just like pretty things. Like if we're coming down to it, like clearly, and I think that's probably something that I, why I'm surrounded by the arts that I am. Um, I love pretty, but I also, I feel like all of that needs to be 100% backed up with be pretty and be able to do whatever you want <laughs> mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. terms of your clothes or your art or whatever it is. So um, I am sure that's honestly what probably you know, drew me to it as um, a little kid. Um, it's like, mm. who doesn't like pretty things? But um, I, yeah, I want to be able to do whatever I want in the pretty things. <laughs> I'm so with you there. I'll stick with the function. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's boring because oh, you good. can do whatever you want. Like, you don't have to live a boring life if yeah. it's functional and beautiful. Right. So, <laughs> awesome. Well, this has been such a great conversation. Um, Where can people find out more about you and Ollie Designs online? Yeah, so um, Instagram or Facebook is just um, Ollie Designs. My website there, but also if you just want to check out my website, you can buy directly from there or um, send me messages. Whatever you want is um, olliedesigns.shop. Um, yeah those are the best ways to go sounds good well thank you so much for joining me today it's been a pleasure oh thank you so much that's it for today thanks for listening i'm allison haynes and i hope you join me again for the next episode of how fitting